AEW Podcast, episode 19, that's freaking wrestling. I am your host, Matt, and joining me are two of my favorite people that don't know football as much as they do professional wrestling. My co-hosts, Rhodesia and Eshan. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing this week? I guess I got to pay up today. So I'm oh, doing you got to pay until I pay up. You got to pay the piper. Mm-hmm. We pay, know what's going on. I ain't paying no one. I ain't paying no we, one. I'm sipping on my tea. I'm good. We know what's going on. Hopefully, you have your shot in front of you, sir. Do not be a female and not cash out on what you were supposed to hey. cash out on. Oh, hold sorry. On, on. Sorry, Rhodesia. Sorry, Can't say Rhodesia. female. Then, okay, woman. Is that better? Woman tendencies? Is that better? No. Men, uh, un- Just say that unlike you wo- can't punk out. Okay, you, there you, you go. You cannot punk out. You can't punk out. You cannot punk out. I never did any certain kind of deal. We talked about it at the this, end. This is, yep. yes, so this is pure, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, last weekend we talked about it on the podcast. We had the NFL playoffs, and I have the results right here in front of me. Of course, we all know Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. So shout out to those two teams uh, for next weekend. But between that, Eshan tried to pick the Eagles for both twice games twice. <laughs> yeah. back to back. And then after we kind of made sure he knew the rules of the game, he ended up going Eagles and Bengals. So Eshan went one and one Rhodesia went Kansas city and the 49ers. Good picks, yep. but you also went one and one yep. and myself, the guy that knows ball did pick Kansas city and Philadelphia Eagles went to and no, I am clean. This week, no shot for me. That leaves the shotting up to Rhodesia and Ishan. Any parting words before you guys go into the deep end of whatever choice of shot you guys have? Not going to be able to do it. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm not going to punk out. Uh, I really thought 49ers was going to win, but the Eagles show, nope. We are the leaders of this conference, and we're going to show it and prove it. So, well, they made when me half my your team twice. goes out injured, yeah. it's kind of hard to win a football game when you don't even have a quarterback. Yeah. All right. Well, so since he's being a punk, I will go. This is this is some peer pressure. Goodness. Right down the hatchet. Very nice job, J. Very nice job. All right, so it hit. You feel pretty good? Are you all right? Who knows? This may be your best podcast ever now that you've taken that shot. Because I definitely can't read my notes right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ishan, are you you on record as saying you are not going to do this shot and not be the teammate that you're supposed to be, not being a man of your word, Basically, all the negative things that I can throw on you, you are saying is absolutely 100% confirmed about you right now. Number one, I never agreed to this. And what kind of man would I be if I didn't teach my kids not to, sub- to subdue the peer pressure? No, sir. I got me some tea. That's all for me. All right. So let's move right into it then. And at that point, Rhodesia will talk about him off the podcast it appears rock and stone cold steve austin will not be 
wrestling at this year's WrestleMania. Word is Steve Austin turned down two mega matches. It was offered for him, one, to fight Roman Reigns. He turned that down, allegedly. It was also offered for him to, to wrestle Brock Lesnar. That was also turned down by Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I am personally disappointed in that. But it is what it is, of course. Uh, Rock and Austin may still show up in WrestleMania. I still think we see them somehow, some way, Mania Weekend in I L.A. Agree. But, yeah, it would not be in a wrestling capacity. Allegedly, the word is The Rock is leaving the door open for next year in Philadelphia at WrestleMania 40, which is one more year later where he's still going to be doing movies next year and all that kind of stuff. So I don't. And one more year older. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but what's your guys' thoughts on no stone cold, no rock, allegedly wrestling this year at WrestleMania. I think this is um, a falsity. I think both of them are going to show up at WrestleMania. I think Rome, Roman Lord, I think rock is still going to have a match in some kind of capacity. And if you're talking about last time, Austin was offered an enormous amount of money, man, money talks and the bull crap walks. So I actually, I'm going to, I think I'm gonna see both of them. I don't know about that, but I wonder who does a uh, stone cold want, right? Like he doesn't want Roman. I get why he might not want Brock, right? Cause he is, you know, he's pushing. It. I don't even want to go to suplex city now. But I wonder who does he want? Like, what, like, is it a money situation? Is it the right opponent? Like, that's who I'm interested in knowing. I don't think we're seeing Rock at all. Um, you know, hey, Rock always is in great. He looks physically good, right? So he can physically, he's going to look good if he were to come back next year. I hope to see him at some point, you know, anytime. Um, but I'm just curious as to man, like who, who do you think Stone Cold will want if he's saying no to Roman? I don't know. I mean, they, they said that they, we talked about it last week on the call. Um, so on the call on the podcast. They said they, they upped his dollars significantly. It was a high payday. He, you know, nixed it. And then they came back and gave him one to your point. I think the Brock would make sense. You know, you, you, he can't at his age, I feel like go to suplex city. He can maybe mm-hmm. take two in a match, but you got to be real careful, of course, coming down on your high shoulders and your neck. So I get that one for sure. I am sure, though, they could have made a match work where it would have been incredible. The story is there. He walked away and took his ball and went home years ago because he didn't want to put Brock over. They could have went back to that. So the story was kind of there. We know the story for Roman was pretty simple. Goat versus goat. And they could have run that the same way they kind of ran Rock and, and Hogan years ago at 17, I believe it was, where it was Icon versus Icon. So for him to turn that one down too, then that guess that just tells us he didn't want to wrestle this year, well, which you know is what? interesting. No, no. He saw what Roman did to KO. <laughs> he was like, no, I'm straight. I don't want to take those steps. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he said no before the Rumble match. <laughs> oh, dang it. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's I, roll I think, with what I'm saying. Said no. so, so, that, so that is that. Um, but like I said, me personally, I am a little disappointed. We would not get either one of those two in the ring. And I'm typically the guy that I'm good with not having legends on these shows. But when you're talking rock and Austin, whenever we get the chance to see rock and Austin, I would be all about it. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, speaking of big stadium shows, Royal rumble. Of course, we just had that last week. Thank you for everybody who tuned in either to the live stream on, on, uh, Twitter or YouTube. 
or listen to the podcast when we loaded it this past Sunday. If you have not listened to it yet, check it out. But uh, Royal Rumble did massive, massive numbers. Two million viewers, which is up 50% from last year in regards to viewership on Peacock, which is huge. They also had the biggest gate in Royal Rumble history as well. Uh, They announced 52,000. I think the number was closer to 50,000. But that is still massive for any show, of course. They're they're doing some really, really good business. Um, I thought this was interesting. Today, the Hollywood Reporter had a write-up on WrestleMania. They talked about WrestleMania is going to generate 14 to $15 million in sponsorships this year for the WWE, which is great. This is where I get a little word. Sponsorships include Pepsi, Take-Two, Mars, Snickers, and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> then it states, yes, there will also be a sponsored match on the show. So we had the Moundu pitch black match ooh, at the ooh, Rumble. Ooh, ooh. I got one. The Fruity what is Pebbles your John Cena. What is your, there you go. What is the sponsored <laughs> match this year at WrestleMania? You're going, Rhodesia, with the Fruity Pebbles John Cena match. There we go. But it's, it says cinnamon toast crunch. It's not fruity pebbles. Oh, well then let's just let's uh let's go cinnamon toast crunch. Isn't cinnamon that all part of post anyways? Uh, cinnamon. But it didn't say toast crunch. it didn't say post. Okay, so you're going cinnamon toast crunch, John Cena match. Yeah, Dude, why not? That is horrible, <laughs> Eshan. Hey, but Out you of Pepsi, know what? You know, look, look. You got Pepsi. You got Take <laughs> Two. You got Mars, Snickers, and cinnamon toast. What's crunch. Take Two? But what is Take Video Two? Game. Yeah, video game company. Oh. Yeah, uh, makes the WWE game, the NBA. Oh. But you know what? That marketing works, man, because I, I meant to go buy a, um, a pitch black Mountain Dew for the event. I was going to get me a, a zero sugar, which, you know, I'm on that no carb diet right now. But, um, hey, you know what? We we know of a wrestler that can maybe get out of his contract that has a finisher called the Pepsi Plunge. Maybe you might see that? a Pepsi Plunge match, right? Who's that? You know, you, you, you used the word several times earlier to describe me, so. <laughs> That's what, okay, got it. got it. Well, I'm just surprised you would do Mountain Dew, with, even though it's sugar-free, but you won't do a shot with amongst your, your team. Because there's I'm no saying. such thing as a zero Mountain Dew carb. Whatever he tried to say. That's not even the thing. It is pitch <laughs> we black sell it. sugar. We sell it at my store. We got it. There is no, no sugar <laughs> Moundu pitch black. Even Zero Cody sugar. drunk it. Even Cody drunk it. And Cody's like, I haven't had sugar in sugar six in months, like months or whatever he said. Yeah. Yep. He's like, it's Boy, the best look, thing I don't, ever. I don't look like Cody though, man. I'm, you know, I'm just saying. It is Black History Month. Uh, we do have some sad news to report. Condolences to the family of Lanny Poffo. Uh, from all people, Hackshaw Jim Duggan announced it today on social media that he did pass away. So that was sad to see. If you guys don't know who Lanny Poffo is, uh, he is the real life younger brother of the Macho Man Randy Savage. And he did pass away at the age of 68. Poffo mm. did wrestle in the WWE. He was leaping Lanny Poffo, and he was also the genius. And he was one of the wrestlers that I love to hate back in the day. I'm sure Ishan remembers oh, wow. him quite fondly for the same reasons as well. He wrestled in the WWF 
1985 to 1992. And then I believe he did come back uh, and had a small, quick run in 94. So rest in peace and our thoughts and condolences to his family. Uh, Rhodesia de- definitely does not remember watching Leaping Lanny Poffo work back in the day. Ishan, I am sure you do. Any memories of Lanny Poffo that kind of popped in your mind when you thought about him today? Uh, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time was Mr. Perfect. And uh, he was, I believe, Mr. Perfect's first manager. Um, so I have fond memories of the two of them coming out to the ring. Uh, I, I had known of him for quite some time, but the, the genius persona is actually what I remember him most as. And I, I thought he did a really good job with those poems. You know, he was very unlikable. Um, yeah, so rest in, peace, rest in peace, Lenny. Yep, if you guys don't know, his gimmick was he was the genius. So he would come out with the cap and gown like he just graduated, and all of his <laughs> promos were like poems, which he was like he actually wrote poems oh, that's pretty awesome. in real life. Yeah, yeah but, it, you know, he was, it was all like hill heat. Uh, so it was cool. And then he did kind of did the same thing for his uh, Hall of Fame speech where he ended it with the poem. So once again, uh, thoughts and condolences, and condolences to him. Rest in peace to Lanny Poffo. Radiz, I do have a question for you. Sure. The GOAT of football did retire this week. He said he's retiring mm-hmm. for real. This time that is Tom Brady. My question to you is, who is the Tom Brady of professional wrestling, and why is it John oh. Cena? <laughs> Outside of saying the obvious? Which is what? Um, him not marrying Nikki Bella. Oh, and wow. You could, draw you, the parale- you, could draw the, yeah, you could draw the parallel there with... Sheesh. With, um, I wasn't talking anything then? like... Yeah, like oh, okay. With his personal life, I was talking just strictly on the we field. Going deep. Oh, I don't but know. yeah, that. I guess, oh, I mean... See. What's up with that shot? What you have again? Um, it was a Yellowstone shot of bourbon. Mm. Thank you, Rhodesia, for being the, the upstanding woman that you are and doing what you should do. And that is when there is a bet made on the TFW podcast, do not chicken out and try to come up with some excuse of because I'm trying to teach my kids don't, don't succumb to peer pressure. I think what it really is, guys, if you really want to know, is Eshan knows that he can't perform if he takes a shot. And he didn't want to be on here bubbling and stumbling and fumbling throughout the entire podcast. But you still got to own up to it. You still got to say, you know what? I need to do a better job of watching football so when I come on my platform, <laughs> I can make sure I am as detailed, as researched as possible so I don't have to take this shot. But I digress. Anyway, back to Tom Brady and John Cena. So, of course, to me, the, the, the correlation is both of them are looked at as, as goats right now. I don't really think that John Cena is the best wrestler ever, just like I don't think Tom Brady is the best football player ever. But if you look at their reigns, you know, you look at how long Cena's been on top, you look at how long Brady's been on top, it's a no-brainer, you know, for me. And how long they've been doing it for. I think we were just talking this week to really think about Cena. Man, it was 18 years, years right? right? 20 years. I thought it was 20. Yep. Yeah. And like, I, I just watched something earlier today with him and RVD at one night stand. Mm. And it was like, that was, man, what was that? A 2004, maybe something like 2006. Yeah. One night. Something like that. And, and again, an RVD is still active, but he's not active to the level of what Cena has been active before this year, you know? So shout out to Tom Brady. I was always a Tom Brady hater when he was with, the uh, New England Patriots because they, they're cheaters. 
But he did go to Michigan. Shout out to our home state. Two of him. And he's now gone. So now I'm going to assume we get to see the Tom Brady that everybody loves about him, said how funny it is, how caring he is. That was kind of the Tom Brady we never saw. So now hopefully we get a chance to to see that. But I did want to shout him out. Uh, Kevin Nash. So this was interesting. Shout out to my guy, Kyle, who is a friend of the show. He sent me this audio earlier today. I am going to play it for you two. I'm going to assume... Neither one of you heard this or heard about it because we we would have talked about this. I'm going to assume that he is kidding on this. Okay? But I want to get your guys' thoughts. You said Nash he, he's says what? Tipsy? He's kidding. He's kidding. He's oh, joking. Kidding. Okay. Yes. Nash on this clip states the WWE was indeed sold to the Saudis and then sold back to wwe this was taken from his podcast which is click this so i am going to pull this up and let me know if you guys think he's kidding on this or he is shooting so i am pulling it up let me see let me find it really quick all right so let's see what we got here yeah and it's just like, we're all gonna go he loves him. Nobody loves him from Kevin Nash. All right, here we go. White like Kevin Nash. Pasquale Maggiore, when it comes to podcasts and other media, how much behind-the-scenes information is too much information? And is it too late to put the toothpaste back in the tube? Well, yeah, I mean, God, it's... We, we know everything right away. There's not, We know every behind-the-scenes, every locker room incident that happens. We're debating on the sheets. Every, well, this is Ask Nash. This isn't Ask Shrimp. Go ahead. Oh, I Do know. we know too much? I mean, I think that uh, we, we keep something. We keep our cards at, at, at times. Like a lot of people don't know, and you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say this, but WWE was sold to the, the, to the Saudis and then was bought back. Crazy, not known, but happened. Two-day deal. It, it happened, and then... And Vince, Vince made a billion six on the sale. So you can go figure that out. In oil. Uh, how about in the house? Anyone have a question in the house? That was from Kevin Nash's podcast. Click this. When I heard it, I kind of took it as he was ribbing. He's joking. He didn't have a tone that he was joking. I'm going to throw it to you guys. When you guys, Is there any way that is possible that WWE did indeed sell to the Saudis that week that we heard that? And through all the negative backlash, the WWE rebought it right back? Okay, so a number of things is going on in my head. So if this is true, because I think, okay, I think it's a lie. I think that this is a rib. I think this is a joke. Um. If Vince actually made a billion dollars, he's going to go to prison just like the FTX guy, <laughs> just for starters. Two, I thought when you're a publicly traded company, I thought there was other red tape you have to go through to sell the company off. I thought you had to get certain rights from SEC, the SEC. Um, so I, I would like to know how that played out. Was it just like a verbal agreement? Hey, something off the record. But again, how would Nash know that information unless he's still that close to Vince or whatever? I just think it's a rib. I don't think this, from what I just heard there, could actually happen without a few people going to prison. 
Yeah, I think it's all cap. I, um, do you listen to his podcast, or have you heard much of his stuff? In no, I, I've a, I, I heard listen. just bits and pieces, you know, from his show, but no, I haven't listened regularly. He he tells some horribly morbid jokes, um, and he does it. It sounds like he has a very straight tone to a lot of it. He had uh, joked something about um, putting a gun to his mouth or something like that. Yeah, well, um, I don't think that was a. I mean, he said it was a joke. I, I, I he think said it was, was tongue a joke, in cheek. Right? And he's tongue in cheek, that, just like that's this kind of how he felt. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know, if that's a joke, I mean, this certainly has to be a joke as well, man. Um, you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then why he out there dry snitching? So, if this is the truth, why are you out there saying that Vince just made $1.6 billion in oil? Oh, well, he didn't say in oil. Your head now. His co-host, his co-host said in oil. He didn't okay. say that. Okay, got it. But right. I'm going to assume that he was kidding. But I did think that that audio was worth listening to because <laughs> if some chance that is accurate, holy hell, are we in for another Wall Street <laughs> Journal fiasco? Here hey, hey, hey! Months. I want to put a pause though, real quick. I want to let all our supporters and fans know that the budget has been upped. That we, now we can play audio on the podcast. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna lay. I wanna thank everybody for their support. They allowed this active technology to hit our podcast in our ears. Ooh, Shout ooh. out to Matt for figuring it out. We made it, y'all. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> we legitness. We legitness. We legitness. Uh, so then, I, so we all agree that he's probably kidding on that. He's joking. And speaking I of joking, I hope to God he was joking and kidding. I said it last week. Ric Flair has doubled down this week. I told you guys last week, I'm about over Flair. I said he's doing a little too much. I talked about that. Did you guys hear his statement this week about when and if Charlotte Flair beats his and Cena's 16-time world champion record? Um, No, I didn't. But I want him to talk his stuff. If he feels that's the case, he's always repping her. Did you hear about this? No, was he going to show his penis again? Uh, no. Thank goodness. No. Uh, he said that when and if Charlotte beats John Cena in Ric Flair's 16-time world championship reign, she is going to surpass Serena Williams as being the biggest female sports star in the world. I'm about to get some water. I'll be right back. I do have a new... <laughs> I do have a new... I could have won with this one. Ooh. Right. Could have won with this one. I, I have one for Flair. Oh. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I said it last week. I was getting tired of him. Did he say I'm that it, like, during Black History Month? Or was it before Black History oh, Month? Well, no, I think it was before yesterday. Okay, well, so okay. I, I'll allow I, yeah, it. I'll so allow it. I, I think he got it in like around January 31st because <laughs> he would have definitely been X. You'd have been canceled. Dwayne, sorry, I know that's your favorite wrestler, but he would have been trashed if he'd have said that during Black History Month. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. He's got to relax. Enough, Flair. Enough. I can Let's get into it, though, for real. No, real talk. You, you can't. Being a no, parent, can't. I could absolutely. Yes, no, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I you can. can. I could. But okay. as a fan, I think he's absolutely ridiculous. But I think for him, he absolutely should. I mean, he's always been that. Every time he talks about Charlotte, he's crying. So this is, like, not a surprise. This is probably something that he truly feels. 
I actually respect that. That's a, I think yeah. that's a good point. He he hyping his blood up. Yeah. I think it's for the Hyper Bowl. <laughs> Monday Night Raw highlights. <laughs> I thought Cody's promo was incredible. Uh, yeah. Everybody knows that Eshan is the Cody lover on the pod, so I won't spend too much time on it. I'll give it to him. But I do have a question seeing we just came off of the flare piece. Who's going to cry more on camera when it's all said and done? Is it Cody Rhodes or is it Ric Flair? Cody. I'm going to go Flair just because Flair's got like 40 years on him. But I think Cody's (laughs) going to give him a a run for his money before it's all said and done. And I'm happy for Cody. Like, I love that type of emotion. Show your emotion. You know, like that, once again, it shows how much that means to you. But boy, oh boy, Cody got some, some faucets. In, in his in his eye holes. Whenever something happened, Cody gonna give you those waterworks. And then we know it's it's legit. So shout out to Cody. Yeah. But I love this promo. I thought it was the perfect promo to cut on, you know, coming back from his injury and then from that rumble victory. I still do have a problem with him being 30th and then winning it like that. I would have much rather him been earlier. But I thought his promo set the stage fantastically for what his mission statement is going forward. So Ishan, like I said, I'll, I'll kind of throw it to you because you are the Cody big, 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 big fan on the pod. What did you think about uh, his promo? Was it the perfect type of tone for you? And was there anything that you wish he would have hit on that he, that he didn't? Yeah, I'm going to say well, a couple of things because that was my moment of the week, man. Uh, as you said, I am a huge Cody fan. I've been rival Cody since day one. He's my favorite wrestler. Um, and, you know, I, I, just a sidebar, I remember the first time I ever met Cody. Uh, it was 2015 in Texas. Is that where we were? And we were at a fan access. Oh, was that um, it was Mania, Dallas? right? It was in Te- yeah, it was in Dallas at yeah. the fan yep. access. Yep. And you know, you go to those fan accesses, and like it's like almost like a rat race. It's like it's so packed. These lines are so long. A lot of times you stand in line for one person, and you don't get to see them, and all of a sudden you get to the top of the line and somebody else because time's up. And I remember walking by and Cody was like in line. It was like nobody in his line. And this is the time he was like gold dust. I mean, not gold dust, stardust. He was stardust at the I time. Remember. But, he, okay. but he, yeah. was, he was there as Cody Rhodes, though. And I remember going up to him and I was so shy. Like, I, like, I, like seeing like my favorites, my stars, I kind of freeze up. I, I have a hard time talking to him. And so, and he, but he was so personable. He was so nice. Like, you know, he just. What's your name? Put my put his hand on my shoulder. He's just a genuinely cool dude. Every time I see him, he's just a genuinely really cool guy. And we all been to you know these fan sessions. Sometimes wrestlers they're trying to get you in and out real quick, like Sasha Banks. Like you know they just they don't they don't spend that time with you, man. That's he, not fair. He made sure to spend Sasha time spent time with, with Sasha spent time with me. Don't do that. Let's oh, okay. not do that now. Yeah, did he? Did she? Okay. Um, you you yeah, met her. You met her, didn't you? <clears throat> Yeah, she just said, "Hey, okay. enjoy your weekend." Um, so she probably she probably knew in the year Lord and Savior twenty twenty three, you would have a <laughs> podcast. You would not do what you were supposed to do. She probably just didn't respect it. She was like, "Man, get out of here." I, I see the type of guy oh, yeah. you are. Where she knew I'm an upstanding individual. She spent she spent some time with me. So shout out to Mercedes. We appreciate you. Shout out. I'm sorry, brother. Go ahead. But he's just a genuine guy, man. He comes across so genuine in his promos. So I'm just happy, honestly, mm-hmm. to see him. Doing big things, getting big reactions. I can't be yeah. more proud of him as a fan. I mean, I love it. 
What, is your, what was your thoughts? A wonderful uh, interview. Again, I don't want to steal any of East Thunder there, Eshan's Thunder there, but just happy to have him back. Again, I am still was battling with seeing Cody on WWE TV. Matt, you know how I felt. Eshan, you know how I felt <laughs> you, about him actually coming you over were to WWE. so upset. Yeah. Were you? Rhodesia, Rhodesia oh, sometimes yeah. gets on her high horse about things, and it's like you got to talk her off of it. Kind of the same thing with Undertaker losing to Brock and Mania, where she was ready to legit <laughs> Take my leave black the stadium. Ass home. I was ready to go. And it was the same thing yeah. for when Cody left AEW. She was just like, oh, I have nothing to do with Cody. I cannot believe <laughs> he turned his yeah, back I mean, on everything that exactly. he said. I was like, can you please relax and understand it was this man's vision and goal to be in WWE and win that championship? It was time to go. You can't. Yeah, no, and, no, and again, no, and no. I, I do see the bigger picture today. I do. I, I really do. <laughs> she was um, But upset. at that time, yeah, I was. And I, and I should have been because I my passion for AEW um, blossomed because it came from that, oh, we're going to be this alternative to the WWE. And the person who was spearheading this whole revolution was Cody Rose, just for him to two years later flip-flop and go back to you know WWE. And and he I gave us, they gave us this alternative, right? Which is still yeah. around For kicking. sure. For sure. So, yep. Yeah, no, no, no. Let so now breathe. today, I'm okay with it. I'm 100% okay with it. And seeing his pomp and circumstances and just seeing his emotion with all of this, good for him. I'm I'm happy he did that. For sure, for his family's sake and, you know, his bloodline there. But um, great, 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 great interview there. I don't think there's really a time even with Cody in AEW that I've ever felt like I didn't like his um, his mic skills. I've always liked that. I don't really care so much for his matches because he's kind of that old school storyteller. And I do like a lot of the spots um, and high, you know, impact, fast paced matches. Cody tells a story. Uh, and that's kind of just not my preference. But I know it's great in wrestling. But just to me, it's just not my preference. But. I think he did well. You, you know what it is, though? I, I, it's not that for you. It is you're not that emotionally invested in Cody. So the slower type matches you don't care about. Because be on Roman's two-plus year reign of his matches, he also wrestles the main event style, slower 25 to 29-minute type match. And you've never once watched a Roman match and felt like, oh, this is slow and plotting. Like, this, come on, let's get but to I the have end it, of it. But I have live. Because you're, you're I have live, though. But I have live. I remember H and Roman. Oh, they don't, man, they don't count. They went like 33 minutes. And we've sat there for eight <laughs> hours at this point. Guys, like, just get to the finish. We know Roman's yeah. winning. We don't need the Stephanie bump. We don't need to bump mm-hmm. through the table. I've, yeah. We've legit been in this arena for 10 hours, including the two-hour pre-show, the two hours mm-hmm. to get into the arena. And it's 100,000 yeah. people in here. Just, yep. just let's go home. Let's go home. Yeah. I did think it was interesting. I did put up a, a poll today on Twitter surrounding Cody and Roman. And I said, do you think you'll be as emotionally invested in Cody and Roman come WrestleMania as you currently are with Sammy and Roman? Before I give these results from today, Radija, I'll start with you. Yes or no? Do you think you'll be as emotionally invested in seeing Roman and Cody come April 2nd or April 3rd when they lock horns in Hollywood as you are right now this moment in the Sammy and Roman story. Just Sammy and Roman. So not not Bloodline, not Usos. I'm talking just Sammy and Roman Reigns. You already know this answer for me. Of course I'll take the former. I'd rather be more emotionally invested in Cody and Roman. I am not invested emotionally in Sammy and Roman at Mania. I've said that for weeks now. I, I didn't say it. I didn't say at Mania. I said as of right now. 
the way you're emotionally invested in finding out the next step in what Sammy and Roman's going to do, do you think you're going to be as emotionally invested come Mania in Roman and Cody? That's, that's a really loaded question there. So, no, I think right this very moment, I'm more emo- emotionally attached to Sammy and Roman. What's going to happen next? I am more emotional about that. Yes. Then you will be come April 2nd to see Cody and Roman. But how would I know how I'm going to feel on April 2nd? Because you said right that's now. That's why it's a hypothetical question. <laughs> so then I'm going to go back to then my first statement. I still want, I would rather be more emotionally connected to Cody and Roman. Than it's I would not Sammy and what Roman. you want. Okay, you know what? I'm going to give you some time to think on it. Isha, I'm going to go to you. I'm going to repeat the question so Radija gets it. Do you think you'll be as emotionally invested in Cody, Roman, come WrestleMania as you currently are with Sammy and Roman? Um, I, I, I see your, I see your question, but I, I see what Roy's trying to say too. Um, cause Rhodesia right now, she's invested, but she doesn't want to see him at mania. Right. So, right. That's a different type of investment. Cause like, okay, you're, you want to see someone's journey, but the, you know, like the big stage is WrestleMania. So she doesn't mm-hmm. want to see it on the big stage. Um, which that's not the question. So I'm just saying as of right now, which one are, do you think you'll be more invested Come mania time, or you know, this story's been so good with Roman and Sammy that I know that no matter what they give us in the next two months on TV, the emotional investment I have in Sammy and Roman is going to beat Cody and Roman no matter what they give us. Man, that's hey, that question is more loaded than a, a, a pair of dirty diapers, brother. I mean, yeah, no, that, that question is that that's question why I asked flawed. it. No, and that's no, why I that asked question. It. That, that question's flawed. That that's, question's a full, flawed. that's a full barrel, brother. Yeah, that and is that's a why question. I asked it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to say this, though, uh, then I'll, I'll bring it back to you, Rhodesia. So, like, for me, I'm invested in Cody already, right? So, like, in many, I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to be invested. Because I know his story, right? And we can get into that. Like, I know his 15-year story. I know we like to take situations and moments and put them in the vacuum. But this is a history for Cody. And this is what he's trying to talk about, like where he was, where he started his come mm-hmm. up as a man, as a wrestler, like, and then he's trying to, it's a legacy that he wants for himself and his family. I mean, like I feel that. And as a fan, I've been on this journey from the start to AEW to where he is now, to where I hope he's going to be at mania. So I'm fully invested now. Like to me, like the Sammy bloodline, like storylines, like one of the best storylines for me, like I'll, like I, for me, it's got to be top five of all time. Um, top mm-hmm. five of all time. I, I don't want to rank it right now, but it's in the top five for me. So like, and I never would have thought that I would have had this much investment in Sammy. Um, okay. But you know, just to, just to not answer the question at the same time, like if at Mania, I definitely want to see a Cody versus the Roman. So I'm gonna say why this question is flawed because then, if I was to say other than answer your question, um, or, uh, the answer as far as being more invested in Cody than Sammy, I would be lying. This whole several months we talked about how the bloodline storyline has been the best storyline that we've seen in some time. Again, for me, best storyline in wrestling in modern time. And I call modern time the last 20 years for me. So naturally that answer would be no Sammy and Roman right now is going to be where I'm more emotionally, you know, my emotions at. I have to, because this has been the best storyline that I've seen. So I guess to answer your original question no, Cody will not be invested more than Sammy, but we know I don't really want to see them at Mania. But to answer that question, it would have to be Sammy. 
And to that point, that's why it is not a loaded question because the Twitter results were 47% no. They do not think they'll be as emotionally invested as they are right now for Sammy and uh, or for Cody and Roman. It was 53% yes that they think they will be as emotionally invested in Cody and Roman come mania as they currently are with Sammy and Roman. Because they want to see Cody and Roman. I was and blown not away. Roman. Which is great, which is fine. That, but that wasn't the question. But that's great for WWE. If we all know, we all in agreement that this is some of the best storytelling we've ever seen in wrestling history on television. And for us to do a poll and say, hey, do you think you'll be as emotionally invested in two months to someone that is not connected at all to this story? And it was 53% yes. So shout out to WWE and shout out to everybody who did that poll as well. I thought that was interesting, though. For me, it is a hard no. I don't know what they would be able to do. And I'm not turned off on Cody winning. We got two months. Um, But I don't think there is any way I could be as emotionally invested with Cody and Roman, that story, as I am with Sammy and Roman. Not saying that I think, hey, Sammy should be in the main event of Mania. But if you did ask me, hey, gun in my head, what would I rather see? At night, night two of Mania, I only got two choices. I got Roman and Sammy, or I got Roman and Cody. Give me Roman and Sammy. Or the only thing is if I knew the finish, and if the finish is Roman winning against Cody, give me that over everything else. So I again, think your fears, the, you don't want I Cody think, winning. Yeah, not yet. But I think the shock Cody. in Cody. that stadium, I think the shock <laughs> and the reaction in that stadium, if Cody loses... Would be massive. Oh, Roman will be, yeah, it will be really bad. Yeah, people, yep. real bad guy. Nuclear heat. Mm-hmm. So I would love that. Uh, good convo, guys. Uh, other thing on Raw that I wanted to talk about, and I am super excited for it because the match and the viral moment we're going to get from these two are going to be off the charts. I think the last time Seth really had a moment that he'll be able to compare what he's going to be able to do with this opponent. At Mania was when we saw the curb stomp turn into RKO with Seth and uh, Orton. Randy Orton. At WrestleMania 31, was it? Was that 31? Santa Clara, Santa Clara. Yeah, Yeah, Santa Clara. So whatever that was. Mm -hmm. I think we can get something similar to that with Seth and Logan Paul. They teased it on Raw where uh, Kathy Kelly asked Seth, hey, (laughs) <laughs> Anything you want to say about Logan Paul, you know, seeing he Ooh. threw you out, Seth didn't want to touch it. And then today on social media, Logan Paul puts out a tweet showing him throwing Seth over the top and calls him a clown. I think we know we're heading there. I put it on social media. I think that when um, Entertainment Tonight or whoever else, right, you know, all the, the, the press of Hollywood gets a hold of Seth Rollins and knowing that, hey, he is Logan Paul's opponent. I think they're going to eat him up. I think I think this is a really big spot for Seth. He deserves it. You know, he's not going to be in the Absolutely. main event spot in Mania, but this match can be just as big in the press as any match minus Roman that he would get either night uh, for WrestleMania. So shout out to Seth. He deserves this for the way he's hunked over the last year. We talked about it last year. This man lost almost every major match he was in, and it didn't matter because that's just how good he was. He continued to get himself over. So for him to get a prime spot, kind of like what um, we saw from 
Sammy last year with Johnny Knoxville, no, it was not close to a main event, but that was a lot of what the press was talking about was the jackass yeah. match with Johnny Knoxville. And I think it's going to be something similar, but the match, I think, is going to be fantastic. So what's your guys' thoughts about Seth and Logan? Do you think that that's a good spot for him, or by some chance do you feel like that's a demotion for Seth Rollins? I think that is a wonderful spot for him. And to that point of that interview with Kathy Kelly, I don't think I've ever seen Seth speechless. <laughs> he walked <laughs> away from that like, I ain't touching this right now. So just that right there, we already know that maybe Logan Paul is under his skin a little bit. Uh, and again, I don't think I've ever seen Logan Paul not execute when he's, um, as far as performance, and then also by his entertainment. I don't think I've ever seen Logan Paul not hit both of those. So, And we know Seth can go. Seth can put put me over in a match. That's how good Seth is. So to me, I think this is a really great spot and he will get that notoriety um, from the media that is well-deserved from him. Yep. You know, the horrible thing is in that segment, I only remember Kathy Kelly. I don't remember Seth even being in the segment. <laughs> Isn't that Shane? I, I, legit don't I, I like Kathy Kelly too, so. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't remember him being in that segment. Um, but as far as the match, I'll be honest with you, like, uh, all the setup and promo leading up to it, I, I won't really be invested in. I'm just, you know, like, I, I like Seth, but he just he just doesn't do it for me outside of his matches. Um, and now at Mania, I think it's going to be a good match. Because I think Logan, um, man, like, when they're ready to make him a, uh, a heel, it, it's going to be ready, man. Because he, he just oozes heel to me. Like, just Well, I think, I think he's a heel now. Is he a heel I, now? I think okay. he's a heel now. Yeah, but if you see the way he worked in the Rumble, he came in super cocky. He was super fighting cocky. the faces. Yeah, so I think yeah, super they turned him at the right time. And you got to turn him if you're going to have him go against Seth that yeah, Mania. And that's one yeah, of the baby. things that, that was really cool. I, we got to give Triple H and his team props on this, too. And we'll talk about this. I don't know if we're going to talk about it on this show, maybe, you know, in a couple of weeks. But they brought Charlotte back to take the title off of Ronda. But now we know they brought her back to take the title off of Ronda and to make her face just to get to Rhea in Charlotte at Mania. Back in the day in WWE, we would have gotten that return like in February just to have that match three weeks later, right? Where Triple H and his team had the foresight to say, okay, no, let's bring her back in December, have her as a face, have her get some programs in with some heels, and then let's lead that to Rhea Ripley. I think that that is awesome. I think the same thing here with Logan Paul. I think if it wasn't the Triple H regime, regime, I think maybe we don't, I think we see him as a face in the Rumble and then he comes out and cuts a promo for no reason in February or March. That's hillish. And we're like, where did this come from? And then Seth like interrupts him. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, I just want to shout that out. because I, I thought that was really good storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's going to be a, a good uh, banger of a match, man, because say what you want about Logan Paul, man, he got it. Like I've never seen mm -hmm. anybody pick up wrestling this quickly like this. No, Kurt Angle, we talked about, I think we talked about it before. Kurt Angle was one. That really transitioned very, very quickly. But like yeah. from a you know, a dude who just you know, a boxer and a YouTube guy to all of a sudden come into the sport and you know perform this well. Wow. I still yep. think Bad Bunny Him. came in looking real great too. Bad Bunny yeah. impressed For, me too, yeah. like big time. Looks Bunny did what, a good Bunny's job had, too. Yeah. yeah. What is that? How many matches has Bunny had? Two or three, two? right? I'm thinking two, but it might be three then. Is that including the Rumble? So he was in the Rumble last year. He had the Mania match. That was it for him, right? So far? I thought he yeah. had another warm-up match, didn't he? Like a tag team? No, Good no. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. So but, and, and as well as he did, he didn't 
like Logan Paul shines so much brighter, right? He's like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Uh, before I get to, I got a thumbs up from Raw, and then I got a thumbs way, way down from Raw. But I'll save those. What you guys got from Raw? Anything that tickled your fancy or you were passionate about that you had to come in and spew some venom about from uh, this past Monday? You could just double down on um, the Rhea thing. And I was so surprised that it was Rhea going after Charlotte and her um, interview that she Mm -hmm. did. I thought that was Mm -hmm. really, really good. That rivaled to me the Cody one um, just because, again, I was shocked. So that the shock appeal there. But yeah, that's probably pretty much it. You already know the other ones, but Rhea announcing that she's taking on Charlotte. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, like Rhea's a good girl to me. Like just how how passionate she was about it, how she said, oh, you rest. We wrestled before, but I'm better now. I've gotten, you know, I've gotten better now, man. Like, how can you kind of hate her? There is no way Charlotte gets cheered over Rhea in L.A. I don't know how. It is impossible. And this story is a story that Triple H has been waiting to tell for two years. I remember, I think it was a press conference. It was some type of interview Triple H had after Charlotte and Rhea at Mania. If you guys remember, that was the pandemic Mania where it was at the Performance Center. And he basically said there was a reason why Charlotte won you guys will see in the future with the story we're going to tell. But the story stopped. And I think, as we can see, one of the first things that Triple H wanted to do was get back to this story. And she kind of harkened back to that in the promo of, yes, you beat me two years ago. I am completely different, though. I like a challenge. This is not your division. I'm coming after you. As much as I would have loved to see Bianca and Rhea, uh, I'm willing to see how this story takes place and then i'm also interested to see too is this the beginning of the end of judgment day or at least with Rhea, because if she is going to face charlotte which is on smackdown if she wins that belt which she's going to win i can't see a world where charlotte beats her at mania that sends Rhea to to smackdown now we don't know when the next draft is going to be so maybe the judgment day can can go to yeah can go to smackdown but as it would be the night after Mania, Judgment Day is going to be on Raw. Rhea is going to be on SmackDown. So I think that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was really surprised by that as well. I thought we were getting Bianca and mm-hmm. um, Rhea for sure, right? So I was really surprised uh, that she chose Charlotte. And I, I understood through the, through the promo. Uh, I got a couple of things, though. Um, so I was looking at Johnny Gagarno. Oh boy. And Dexter. Like, like, man. <laughs> oh like, boy. right. Did you just snort? <laughs> I said, oh boy. Oh. <laughs> that 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 was that was my thumbs way down. Go ahead, take it away, man. Like, well, I don't really have a thumbs down. Like, I just just so in, interested in the match, right? So I'm gonna let you have it. But I just thought, well, you know what? Why don't I just turn turn those dudes heel? Turn Johnny Hill. He can be um obnoxious. Little heel, yes, he right? Can, yep. And then Dexter could be his heavy. He don't, he don't say nothing anyway, right? He can stand there and, you know, be, look mean and be the heavy, be the bodyguard type. Like, I think that'd be a much of a better transition for them than them trying to force feed these guys as baby faces that no one's connected to. Let Johnny be swarmy. Let him be disgusting. Let Dexter be um, his heavy. Uh, and also, look, uh, uh, What's his name? I want to call him Noah. Uh, Jonah, I meant. Uh, Bison Reed. Bronson Reed. Bronson Bronson. He looked impressive to me in Raw. Like, Bronson looked mm-hmm. really impressive. Like, he looked like, that was, like a monster. That, that was my thumbs up. Oh, that's your thumbs yep. up. Okay. So that was my thumbs up, man. 
Yep, that's how you get a bigger signing over. I'm not saying, you know, literally his size. I'm saying you want to make him a big deal. This is how you do it. And they have protected him, and they've made him a big deal really, really quick. I, I loved it. They, they made him the monster that he should be uh, already. But I love that. He, but he yeah, looks like man. a monster. Yeah, and that's what – that's how you bring somebody in and make them a big deal is create that sense of – Oh man, nobody wants to see this guy. And they've done that, I think, in only two matches so far. Yeah. You no know, but doubt. yeah, man, to your point, dude, Johnny, I I I'm over it. I am. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, the, over the hill it. thing, yeah, the hill thing could work, but I was sitting there watching it on Monday and I thought to myself, I am sure they are happy. I am sure they're making a ton of money. But from an entertainment and wrestling standpoint, they both should have went to AEW when they had their shot. Because mm, who, this who are it. they? Candice and, jo- and Candace Johnny? And, Candace and Johnny yeah, Okay. I think it's about Dexter. We, even, we saw Johnny it even Dex. in the Rumble. We talked about it on, on the post show. Yeah. Johnny was in the match for 30 minutes. Did nothing to get himself over. Did He didn't have a spotlight spot where you're like, man, he lasted 30 minutes. He's on his way. It was more like, okay, he was in there for 30 minutes. What else happened? So... He is in the chamber, so he did win Monday, so hopefully maybe they heat him up in the Elimination Chamber. I think that match is going to be fire for the U.S. See, title. The only thing about him going to AEW, like he, like everybody wrestles that same style. He would have went over there, and, you know, it would be, I guess it wouldn't matter because it would be like, you know, sitting here like three months later, like wondering what happened to Johnny Gingardner, why he ain't wrestling on the mm-hmm. show anymore, right? Mm-hmm. At least on Raw, they're featuring them every week, giving them something to do. It's just not hitting, right? They got they got yeah. the time for them. They haven't just found the right spot, the right story for them. Um, I mean, we saw what he did at NXT. Now, I'll be full of disclosure for me, though. I was kind of tired of Johnny Gagarno like the last year and a half in his NXT run. Oh, like, no. even wow. even like the way wasn't really hitting for me. Um, but he shows the personality. Yeah, when, when it was him, Theory, uh, Indy, which I love Indy. Like I said, it's time for her to come to the main roster. But, yeah, like, that whole thing, it was cool, but it was nothing like black and gold, Johnny no. against, uh, you know, it was. Champa. Yeah, hey, buddy. but, his, the, hey, is it, I mean, there's this, this opportunity for him, right? If Champa comes back, it might be a good tag team run for DYI, right? I mean, there's opportunity mm-hmm. for yeah. him. I don't think he will be, he will have on AEW because that roster is so stacked. They don't have as much TV time. And so many dudes that, that do the same thing he does, you know, I, yeah. like, I just don't get it. Oh, and the last thing for me, Matt, and turn it back to you, man. Like, uh, I, man, I was sitting. I love Raw, by the way. I was, I, I love every really moment good. of it for but a three-hour show. Yeah, yeah, for a three-hour well, show. You, too, well, man. you didn't love every moment. We we just got we just trashed Johnny Gargano for the last two minutes. So, hey, I, I will <laughs> say though, like I, more more disclosure, I did fast forward through that. <laughs> so, I wasn't that so what you watched if Raw was yeah. good. Yeah. That three-hour yeah. show turned into a fifty-minute yeah. show. So all he watched yeah. was Cody's promo and Cody's match at the end. <laughs> that's why he didn't. That's why he didn't remember Seth. He's like, I don't remember Seth being there. I, just I don't remember Kathy. Seth though. I remember <laughs> Kathy though. But um, but no. Also, I enjoy like the Finn Balor and, and Cody. Like I, I like I'm I'm huge into Finn Balor right now. I think he's doing uh, exceptional jobs like the rest of Judgment Day. Uh, I mm-hmm. think he's actually doing a lot right now. Um, I, I love that first time ever match that we had. Um, but yeah, I thought this is a, a fantastic show. It was really good. Yep, yeah. it was like, and it went by quick for it to be three yeah. hours. This is what we want, but we know Mania season. This is what we should get. So, Riddish, did you have anything? 
So that was all no. I had for Raw. That okay. Is it for me. Hey, I do got I another do. question for you guys though, real yeah. quick, real quick, for because uh, you know, I listen to Busted Open and a couple other shows, and a lot of them always say, you know what, they don't see a big difference with Raw under Triple H than they did, let's say, a year or so ago. And to me, as a fan, I feel like I see huge differences. Right now, I've 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 said that some Raws seem like they drag a little bit. Like the, you know, it seems like they're they're shaking, taking two hours of content and stretching over three hours sometimes. Um, but it's still mm-hmm. good. It just seems like they're stretching it out. But there's been times for me when I used to watch Raw, and I I, I got totally, you know, disenchanted with Raw like years ago. But it just seemed like it was the same matches over and over again. It seemed like you watch one Raw. You've seen them all. I felt like I can stop watching Raw for two months, and then I can just pick right back into it. Like I just don't have that feeling. I mean, am I am I alone? Is are these shows still similar uh, with with Triple H at helm as they were when Vince was? You mean as far as do I feel different like this time last year? As far as I'm, these three hour shows aren't feeling as as like a marathon as much. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I mean, are you just are yeah. you more? I mean, I guess we, I guess we're all more invested in the show now. But do you feel like these shows are the same as they always been? No, I mean, of course not. I think since um, and I still call it this a honeymoon stage, but we've been in this now what six months, mm-hmm. almost or just over six months to the date. So this might just be what it is. Now Raw has had in the six months some really flat Raws as well, uh, but overall it just you can't even compare it. I, at least for me as a fan, you can't even compare it. The the big difference for me, there's been some boring Raw shows recently. It was, They hit a lull after Survivor Series, and it went through December, where I'm like, man, this isn't really that good. But the difference is, never once did I watch that show and think to myself, one, man, why am I watching this? Or two, they are completely taking my viewership for granted. And I felt that You're all the time. Insulting my intelligence, yep. Back in the day. Yep. You sit there and you watch, you just say, this is embarrassing that this is what they're giving me. And I keep coming back because I love this art form so much that I don't know any different than not to watch. I haven't gotten that once. Honestly, there's been some things that I have not really enjoyed. And we can probably even go back in the next month or two. Maybe that's something we'll do right around Mania time and revisit the Triple H hirings and say, hey, okay, where are we at now? Now it's been, you know, whatever, eight months, nine months, you know, but even with the people that are not connecting, they still are not insulting my intelligence. I'm still not, we're not getting the same match three weeks in a row with no reason of why these matches continue to happen three weeks in a row. Um, Or I'm supposed to act like I I didn't see what happened two weeks ago. Yeah. Or they don't even mention what happened two weeks ago. So it's like, okay, (laughs) I'm not even getting paid off for even watching your product each week so no i mean i think that was a good question but no i, I think yeah it's definitely different it, it is different uh yeah, you, you hit the nail to, on the head right there yeah for sure uh today sean michaels did host a nxt conference call if you guys don't know their premium live event is this saturday the streets are saying yeah i'm not the streets or maybe i am the streets that sean michaels name should be the notorious hbk because of that wandering eye he has i think that's pretty crazy i think that's pretty crazy but but back to the conference call notes a couple of things i just want to get your guys thoughts on just a couple highlights uh vince mcmahon he said vince mcmahon has had nothing to do with creative 
and main roster stuff is hands off with NXT. Sean said he believes Vince has bigger fish to fry and he doesn't really ask about him. <laughs> the way Nash tell it, yeah, try not to go to jail for this $1.2 billion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he said he did not and could not fire Mandy Rose. He said it was not an ideal exit, but said that she's a fantastic performer. And he thinks the world of, and he really liked working with her. He had to make a call creatively, and they had to put the brand first. Said he doesn't talk to Triple H much, but he's expecting call-ups sooner rather than later, despite not being given any info on them. And then he said that they told him that they wanted some wrestlers for the Rumble from NXT. They only needed female talent this time around. Shawn Michaels said he gave them some feedback, I guess, on maybe who to take. So those are probably like the really, really, really high-level notes from it. I just wanted to kind of bring that up. Anything that tickled your guys' fancy from those notes? Just a question. This is has nothing to do with wrestling. But I remember listening to those calls with H, and I just remember feeling like, a kind of almost like an insider and he carried his cause very well um talked very intelligently and eloquently how did how did that sound Shawn michaels have it too does he sound like he a businessman yep he okay. does it's not really a business no but he he you feel like you're getting the the correct answer from cool him. okay the, the notorious hbk definitely represented himself very well He's looking at me and you right <laughs> man he was looking at everybody <laughs> damn i was like look at this guy <laughs> oh man we got 50 age. people on the call and he's checking everybody out that's crazy. <laughs> Horrible, just, I'm just but uh, saying, I'm man. surprised you said that uh, H and he they don't talk more often. Yeah, right? interesting, right? I mean, I guess yeah. maybe not if they're both really busy, but you would think they would touch touch base more than they do. Just like you know, just on. If I wanted to be a pessimist, my worry with that would be if they're not talking often, can we expect the same character that we see on NXT when they do get caught up? That would be my only worry, like, oh, man, are we going to go through that again where there's big, big tweaks to what we see their presentation be when they hit the main roster? But I'm going to assume that won't be the case. But often could also be relative. So if they used to talk to each other every single day and now they talk to each other once a week, that's not as often. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but you would you would think though they talked weekly, he would say, yeah, we talk every week. Yeah, that sounds different. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, at the same time, though, um, I'm sure they're very close, been around each other forever. I'm sure they know each other, right? Because, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think Rico had even said uh, in one of the interviews, I think with Renee, um, he did after he left the company, was on uh, AEW, he said that he and Triple H didn't talk very often. Um, but, you know, oh, wow. but you hear about how close they are. But he said they didn't talk very often. But he said sometimes, you know, in, in, at an event or at a show, uh, Triple H would shoot him a look. And Triple uh, mm. and Rico looked right, right back at him. He said he knew exactly what was on his mind, exactly what he wanted, and they left it at that. Yep. So maybe they don't need to talk very often to know each other's needs or what they what they want. So it's a good call. Yep, it's a good call. Really good call. Um, anything on NXT? Like I said, there is the premium live event this Saturday. I'm sure I'll tune in to watch, but not going to do a deep dive or anything like that on this show. Anything you guys want to bring up from NXT before we move on to? AEW? Nope. No, I tried to watch it the other night and I fell right to sleep, man. See, see, this is the problem. Like, see, uh, <laughs> to pull you guys back, like we have, we try to have these these conference calls on on Tuesdays or these text meetings, and I try to turn on NXT and it knocks me right on out. It's the second week. 
I turned on NXT and fell right to sleep. So maybe there's something going on with NXT. I'm not watching on Saturday. I need to be up. Or you just take that shot and you'll be up. Goes yeah. back to the shot, man. Goes back to the first two yeah. minutes of this yeah. podcast episode where you Same just didn't do it. You, did, you, didn't, well, also, you didn't do it. Also, I don't really have liquor in the house either. So I don't, you know, that's, there's that. Uh, anywho, AEW. Hey, shout out to AEW. Want to give them a shout out. They are starting house shows. This is going to be so big for the company and for the, the wrestlers. Man, yes. it is not even funny how big this is going to be. They are starting, I believe, March 18th. Yep, first one is March 18th. It is called AEW House Rules. I think this is fantastic. I What's really the date do. you said? Uh, March 18th. Okay, so that's so very soon. Just bought them. Yep, uh, tickets go on sale this Friday, and I believe tickets go on sale for the other house shows in a couple of weeks. So, I personally can't wait to get to one of these house shows because Ishan broke it down the week of Christmas how fun the WWE live event was, and that's what house shows are. You know, for the for the talent, it's going to give them a structured environment. To wrestle under. To practice. Not, to practice. yeah, not, not going mm-hmm. on the independence. And yes, that's getting them time in the ring and getting their timing down and, you know, getting their bumps in. But for them to be able to be under the AEW structure and work on spots, work on moves, work on timing, work on uh, character changes that they want to see if it works out before it gets to TV. I think this is going to be fantastic. I saw some information or some, you know, people talking on uh, social media like, oh, this sucks. This is one of the only reasons why AEW was better to work for than WWE because they didn't do live events. They're not running live events every weekend. So they're not doing, you know, the loop of, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the way WWE does. I think they're going to be strategic on where they have them, when they have them. My only hope is this is profitable for them. You know, some of their houses have been light. Yesterday, I think they had 3,900 people in the building. You know, the entire hard cam side was empty. So if they're getting, you know, 4,000 in for a great show like last night, what can they expect to get at a house show? Now, we know the, the I'm sure the arenas they're going to are going to be much, much smaller. You're probably talking maybe 1,000 to 1,800 houses, you know, uh, production costs to the course go down because of that. But I think it's fantastic. Like I said, my worry is just that hopefully it is not a – lost for them running these type of shows but i think it is two thumbs way up just for the growth and development of the talent what do you guys think but they can get some money from that deal that they did on the international deal of being able to show on on the zone maybe that can kind of help with the cost because of course it's not going to cost as much to have a live show than a regular show because it is a much smaller arena but you still have to pay for the logistics of it and getting mm-hmm. people there getting the ring there uh, but I think this the risk to reward is going to the payout is going to be so much better because you are going to get all of these homegrown talents of AEW that's just going to in this next year they're just going to catapult to the next level because now they can practice like you said in this structure with yeah you can go to indies but you're probably not wrestling that person next week on Wednesday you can actually wrestle the same person that you have a storyline a program with a campaign with not just that random independent wrestler who's also there for a payday. So I think this is going to be fantastic. And hopefully he's a businessman. He'll figure out how the money works, but I'm happy for it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm always down for growth. Um, my only concern is exactly what you know you said, Matt, is that I hope these shows sell well. Uh, I just remember at the last AEW show, I believe I went with my brother-in-law we talked about mm-hmm. um, months ago. And I I remember texting you when I got there, and I think you asked me, it's like, hey, how's the attendance? Yeah. And I remember, like, yeah, I, it was definitely fewer people at that show. Because I remember going to the show, and I, I think I was probably... Uh, I say I think dark started at like seven. I got there like seven thirty, and I was able to easily find a parking spot. I mean, I got like I was able to go right into mm. the parking garage, park, perfect parking spot, right? Like, and I remember a year before that, you know, like fighting to find a parking spot. Um, I think I had to pay a valet or something like that. That's the only thing that was available that was close by. Um, so fast forward going into the arena, and then like I said, just notice noticing like half the people are there. Remember, like the concession stands, like you can, you know, I, I remember standing in line for like 25 minutes at the concession stand. That's how long it was. Wow. I was in and out of that concession stand. I was in and out maybe in five minutes. So I'm just hoping that, you know, they do well with these shows. Um, I hope they get great attendance. Uh, I hope that all the benefits that they're looking for, they are able to get. Um, but it, it, I'm concerned. Yeah, I hope. Um, and we'll see with them going to new markets. That should be a thing, too. I know that was one thing that Jeff Jarrett, that's one of his jobs is to, you know, you know, really schedule out and structure their live event schedule. One of the things he talked about was taking these house shows to, you know, B, C and D market. So, you know, Atlanta's not getting it, but maybe Duluth gets it. You know, Chicago's not getting it, but maybe Rockford gets it. You know, Detroit's not getting one. Maybe Grand Rapids, you know, gets one. So I think that's going to help that piece, too. And that's probably also where you get some of these smaller arenas. In those areas too. Hey, you're not going to get a dynamite. You're not getting a rampage, but come out and check out our live event. So I am looking forward to that. Uh, not much details came to this, but this also came out today. According to Bloomberg, AEW is also considering starting a streaming service, likely through a deal with his broadcast partner, Warner Brothers Discovery. According to a person familiar with the management's thinking, who asked not to be named. So I guess no snitches over in AEW. Last year, AEW broke $100 million in annual revenue for the first time, the person says. Have no idea what that has to do with the story, but whatever. <laughs> so, allegedly, we're looking at streaming. I hope that is the case. Get those pay-per-views on that streaming service, and I think that is also going to grow their business. These $50 pay-per-views, if you are not a, a fan of AEW, I don't see many casuals take CM Punk out of it because we know what he brought. I just don't see them buying some of these pay-per-views. But I think that, that's a great, 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 great piece of business for us and for them. If they can come up with a streaming service where we get pay-per-views, maybe we even get ROH bundled onto that too, now you're cooking. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, for me, I have a little concern on that too, to be honest with you, man. Like, um, you know, if they're going to put the pay-per-views on there, you know, like they're getting 50 bucks from us. Right. And like on average, you know, they're I think they're doing well with the pay-per-view sales. I'm not sure if they've been going yeah. down, but, you know, $50 versus like $10 or $15 a month. is That's a big difference. Right. Especially if they're not growing that audience um, to kind of compensate for the dollar that they're going to lose. Uh, I think it'd be a great deal for the fans. Like if they can bundle AEW with the ROH, because um, we all we already had reservations on if the um, Ring of Honor. The ten dollar a month was really gonna was gonna hit with that audience, mm-hmm. right? Because the mm-hmm. AEW fans already said they didn't want ROH on their TV. Now are they gonna willing to spend ten dollars to see them separately? I don't think so, right? So 
I got I, I got some concerns. I, I mean, I'm all for companies growing their business, um, but sometimes I feel like more of something isn't the best option. I think sometimes it's, it's it's the quality. So again, like whatever they're going after, they have, I'm sure they have a business plans, and I hope like the the pros outweigh the cons and it's successful. But then typically too, typically with like when WWE went to the network, you only get about half the pay-per-view cost. The other half goes to the cable satellite companies. I don't know what type of deal they have with Bleacher Report. I don't know what those splits look like. So say if it's a similar split for AEW and the pay-per-views are $50, that means they're probably seeing $20 to $22 of that. So to your point of, Ishan, hey, if they come with a streaming service and if it's $10 or $15 a month, you're damn near breaking even for the amount of more people who would buy it at $10 a month, $15 a month, then who's willing to shell out, you know, $50 four times a year. So, as we always say, more will be revealed soon. Uh, Dynamite was last night. Thought it was another great show. Uh, man, what a stiff, violent match we had with Moxley <laughs> and Hangman. Boy, oh boy. Um, and one, one part I feel upset because I'm like, man, Moxie's still not getting that vacation. I'm going to just give up on <laughs> trying to get him a vacation because yeah, yeah, evidently he yeah. don't care. So if he don't care, yeah, why am I caring about his, his vacation? But, yeah. um, he had two weeks, think about, so that was his vacation. Yeah, and I guess that was it, right? What'd you guys hey, think we about still that? about this vacation? Hey, man, let Brody go pee. Oh, she got to go back? <laughs> Too bad. If she's got to go, guess what? We run right through this. We keep it going. Right. Oh, well, Mox too and, bad. Mox, Mox and Hangman, great. Next match. Okay, go ahead. This, this next match. <laughs> Eshan, I need you to deep dive it. Take as long as you want, sir. The first match. Give me what you thought on Mox and Hangman. Was it, uh, I mean, now we can see that this feud is not over, which um, I guess I didn't know what to expect from a storyline perspective. Maybe we get the blow off at Revolution here, you know, in, in March, but uh, what was your thoughts about the match and the story at the end where they still wanted at each other? And, hey, we know it's not over yet. Man, you know, I got to tell you guys something. I didn't like this show that much. Ooh. I didn't like it that much. No, it was all right. It was all right. But, you know, my, my question is when I see these 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 shows, right? Like, so we had that Did you watch the show? Hitting. Hold on a second. Did you watch yeah, the show? Yeah, absolutely. Did you fast forward through? So my, or I should say, what did you fast forward through? Oh, the, just the match you spoiled for me. Everything else I watched. Um, <laughs> but here's my, here's my question, right? You ask me, like, I think about the match. We had a very bloody, hard-hitting match right in the opener, mm-hmm. right? And then we got another one right at the end. I thought about that. Like, yeah. like sometimes... When AWs they give you too much of a good thing, and so you know, like, so we're gonna get that hard hitting, you know, hardcore, almost hardcore style match in the beginning. Like now, I'm kind of tapped out by it when I get to the end, right? And that that was my thing is sometimes when I watch the show, and I felt like that a, a few times while watching. I was like, man, they give you so much of a good thing that sometimes like you just like, I, I feel like, all right, if I, I'm a guy to like sugar. Right. But then you just overload me with sugar. I, by the, by the end, I'm like, damn, I don't want any more sugar. And that's how I kind right. of felt watching that show. 
for me. That's that's why I like, I didn't thing. enjoy it too much. Is what it you're was saying. too much. Too much of a good thing. I I had I had that same thought, not feeling. I had that same thought watching the show and watching that main event. I thought there's people out there who have probably had their feel of what they're getting right now, so it's not going to have the same impact. And you're right. You know, like I I do wish they would save some of the either, you know, hard hitting spots or some of the things that, hey, we're going to see in one match. I don't want to see it again, let alone, you know, back to back matches. So they did bookend it. At least it was first and last. But I know I I can see your point for sure, because if that if that uh, Darby and Samoa Joe matches on any other show by itself, where, say, if everything else was just regular wrestling and maybe some comedy stuff and you had that, that's probably what we're talking about. No doubt. And I don't really know what we're talking about after Dynamite. That was kind of that big thing of what do you want us to remember from this show? And that's how I felt at the end. And that in full transparency, I'm, I'm looking at this at a completely different level because I didn't start watching Dynamite until almost the beginning of the second hour. So I actually really missed the John Moxley and Hangman Page. And I think there was something also that happened with Dr. Britt Baker. So I didn't see that. So I was actually going to have the... Um, Darby Allen and Samoa Joe and I'm still debating it as my moment of the week because I thought that match was incredible I didn't Mm -hmm. see the first match so I guess exactly to your point where at the end of watching that show you're like okay well if they were on any other episode that'd be it that's all you'd be talking about and that's kind of how I'm feeling because I did not see the first match between Mox and Hangman Page unfortunately but I thought the show was actually really great from what I was able to see Um, I really liked the um, Daniel Bryan um, I'm sorry, Takeshita and Brian Cage yeah, had buddy. a match, right? He took he took that a was crazy. really nice step forward last night. He had a great Which match with Brian Cage. Well, more yeah. you know Takeshita. He had a great match with Brian Cage. Then you couple that with the run in to save. Yes, yes, that's what it was. Brian. The Daniel Bryan, yeah, in exactly. The match. Yep. Then you uh-huh. triple that up with the pull apart brawl with MJF in the back. Yep. Which I love. I said it I last night. That. I thought that was cool, but AEW. Please pay attention to details. It was a pre-tape. I know where you're going. It was a pre-tape. MJF comes out in his black shirt that he's selling on AEWshop.com. And then he shows up in the back after the polar bar brawl. With a blue shirt on. Something like it with no sweat marks. He doesn't look like like, he got into any kind of scruff or anything. So we going down the line and y'all booing me because I didn't, I said this show wasn't the no, greatest, I, right? I said I, I said I liked it. I just don't like that how they didn't pay attention to detail with that. Yeah, saying, we, we just talked about how great we just going down was. It. We just yeah. we talked about oh, the first match guy, how great it was. Oh, that guy was a stud. Yeah, we going down the list. And so and let's just go into the Brian Daniels thing. Like you know, I have a hard time. I actually have no investment in any of these matches that he's in. Zero because you know the because you know the finish already. I know the finish. So that means I'm not invested in anything. I'm not invested in any of the near falls. I'm not inv- invested in any of the, the, the uh, false finishes. I'm not invested in anything because I know at the end of the story, he's going he's gonna to get up winning, right? It's, those, matches it's like, are, it's, yeah, those matches are it's, just for wrestling matches. Hey, put on a banger of a match. Have a great time in these 12 to 15 minutes as, as a fan. But to your point, yeah, like we know. That's I, not, I guess, well, that's I guess, not why I'm Yeah. I actually, I guess, I actually can't appreciate that more because we know the ending of it, and it still is great. Like his, I have out of this whole little um, um, rise to MJF, I've mm-hmm. loved all his matches individually. They all had their own style, and for us to know 
that he is going to win. Well, I think he is going to win. I never thought for a moment he would lose any of these matches so far. I right. still think that it entertained me. So I guess you know, your I point guess, But, I, you know, the, the, the cool thing, though, to that, I guess the counter uh, argument would be, yeah, we know he's going to win these matches, but we don't know what body part is going to be hurt in the match. They've kind of told that story in each match. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. OK. We know Thatcher has no shot against him. But how hard how hard is he going to be against Roosh next week? And I think next week is the last match in this series. I think if he beats Roosh, then he gets MJF at the pay-per-view, if my if my math is right. But duly noted, I, I, I see what you're saying. But for me, we know. So now I can just take those matches as just watching them and then just trying to enjoy it. But I did think that match was great. I loved uh Jade winning and going 50 and 0. Uh I thought that the title match, the TNT match was what it should have been, which was brutal. I do wonder if and my assumption is going to be they they put the title on Joe last night because Warlow's back now to put the title back on Warlow. That's going to and be Warlow my Warlow looked great. Warlow would looked you guys, great. Would like you guys the say the same? Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had to. At first, hey, so but I, ahead, I thought Bernice. that I thought that for a second. I'm like, you know how I'm so mad that Samoa Joe and Darby Allen was going to actually have a, a final match. I hated it, um, the thought of it. But at the end of it, I loved it. I thought the match actually was amazing. I gave that two way thumbs yep. up. And then when he to the point when they did that off the turnbuckle, I forgot whatever the move was that he actually pinned Darby on. The, I the was, muscle oh, he, buster. He, yeah, the muscle buster. Uh, yep. And then he pinned Darby with it. I couldn't get mad. And I was like, man, F this. Mojo shouldn't be going after this belt. Let Darby keep it. But I wasn't mad. And then right after that, once I was at peace with, nah, actually I wasn't mad. He should have he got pinned off of that. Then when Warlow come running out, I'm like, then there you go. That was for that. It was for Warlow to get it back. Because he still has that unfinished business with Samoa Joe. I, I love the way Ishan, you think Samoa Joe, he, Ashley. Do you Samoa. think it was too much of um, too soon with getting, getting the belt off of uh, Darby? You, you, you read my mind. You know that's what it is, man. Like they, how many, how many times has this this title changed place, changed uh, traded like in the past what two months? Like almost every other week, right? No, I mean twice. Darby got it from it Joe twice. a month ago, and then Darby yeah, was twice. putting on banger after banger weekly. Which now I guess we also now know why he was wrestling weekly because he wasn't going to have that long of a reign. And I really did think <laughs> this this reign would have been special if he would have kept on that trajectory that he was going on because every single match was fantastic. Um, that boy good. And that's another one. Yeah, I mean, he, he was great. And then it was like, okay, you know, we took it off of him. But, but hey, if, at the end of the, the day, it is to heat Warlow back up. No complaints yeah. for me because we've been talking about hashtag where's Warlow since the summertime. So, yeah. And Darby's going to survive. Darby will survive. But no, look, look, so Warlow loses. Samoa gets it. Yep. Samoa loses. Darby gets it. Correct. Right. Samoa, Darby loses again. Samoa gets it. Now, Warlow's going to get it again? Well, yeah. Well, you, well, you don't want to title. You don't want to go, but you don't want to go Warlow and Darby either. No. So you got, you got to put it on the heel to get it back on Warlow. Yeah. Sounds like a lot, you know, but I, I thought overall, I thought the show was really, really good. Uh, that's my only 
knock was that pre-tape with MJF. And he tried to cover it <laughs> on social media by saying, uh, I'm a, you know, you ripped my $12,000 shirt. I'm a charge. It's like, no, dude, we could like, we could see that was, that was a pre-tape. They got to get better with that. One last thing about, I do want to say. What about Ricky? Was, wasn't Ricky on that show too? Uh, no, he was not, but we got the, what was that rampage? We got that promo Damn. segment in the back where yeah. there's the imitational where he's got to go through him and, don't get me started Sammy, on, on Sammy and um, um yeah, yeah, them like, too. Gar- and he, he, Garcia. He, and he wants to prove that he can beat him, right? Yeah. He beat him already, man. That? Like, yeah. Yep, he sure did. I'm gonna skip past that. But what I was yeah. gonna say was what I do need from AEW, and this was from Rampage. Did you watch Rampage Friday? E, did you watch the end yeah, of it with the main event with okay, Jamie and Emma? Emmy, I should say. Uh slow say down, Emma. AEW. This is a public service announcement from the TFW podcast. Slow down, please, AEW. Let things breathe. Just really quick, if you guys didn't see it, main event was uh, Emmy and uh, Jamie. Great match. All I heard mm-hmm. all week was the women put on a really strong match. I didn't know who won. I had a feeling, of course, Jamie won. So I walked in without knowing any spoilers. Watched the match. Super impressed. Hard hitting, yep. fast action. It did what it needed to do. The match finishes. We get Britt uh, pulling her up. I think handing her a title. Arm goes up. We're off the air. Yeah. Before we could see a one replay from the match. Before we get the money shot of Jamie with her hand raised high. And that is the thing that I am trying to remember from this show. Is she just successfully defended her belt again. We're off to watching some movie that's on TNT. Slow down. And that's a taped show. You got to slow down. I get the whole, if our show is 60 minutes, we're going to pack 59 minutes and 59 seconds full of action. But that, you got to slow down. You got to let me know. I should be able to, at 11.01 Eastern time, know what I should remember from that show. And with a lot of these shows, it's just like, it was all thrown to me like a buffet. And I'm sitting there after I just ate everything with a stomach ache, like, man, why did I do that? I don't even know what I ate. I just know it was a lot. They got to slow down. They have to slow down. It's a big, it's a huge difference between having them wanting more and rushing. And it just feels like a lot of times it's rushing. And like you said, oh, okay, wow, that, okay, that match was actually really good. But like you said, we're watching the the beginning Lion's Gate of the next movie that's coming on. Like, yeah, you got to let it simmer just a little bit, just a little bit. And there is a fine line, but you should know if you're producers, you're getting paid millions of dollars or thousands of whatever, this is your expertise. You should know, hey, when it's rush versus when you leave them wanting more. Two totally different feelings. Yeah, better, they need better editing for sure. Yeah. Yeah, just and slow it's down, like you man. said, and it's a rampage. It's not even live. Come yeah, on. Like, you had a week with it. Slow down. Slow down. Yep. Uh, so let's go into something else. And I, I, we're making Rhodesia hold her urine. I guess she had to go to the bathroom like 15 minutes ago. But Cold you got to rock it out. Or you can go. Or you can just give up this next segment and don't worry about it. And then when you come back, after you wash your hands, you take care of yourself. You get in where you fit in. Well, I'm not a to do that, so or? we can rock this out. Let's go. Is that oh, so a little shot? It's another shot. It's another shot. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so um, we're gonna do a quick thing. We decided it'd be fun for us to take uh, one female from AEW, 
one female from WWE, in our opinions, we're going to do the same thing for the males and say, hey, our job is to make both WWE and AEW the best it can be. If we can make one trade, champions are off the board. You cannot touch a title holder. But if you can make one trade for a female in AEW, for a female in WWE, who would it be to make both companies better? And you can make a trade for one male superstar in WWE and one male superstar from AEW to make both companies better. Who would it be? Rhodesia's giggling like a little schoolgirl, so I'm going to let you start, Rhodesia, with the females. What is your female, female for female trade? This was like so much fun, but so anxiety-driven or ridden. I'm going to, these are game time decisions. I will be trading, because again, I'm the mediator of both teams, so I want to make sure both of them win. There's two winners here. So who would be leaving AEW? will be Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And who will be leaving WWE? Asuka. I think Asuka has a lot more hard-hitting, well, hell, Japanese wrestlers there, but a lot of hard-hitting, strong-style wrestlers that will kind of just complement how she or how Kana used to wrestle. Um, I think that would be great for them and Dr. Bird Breaker going over to WWE because we know that DMD will sell like she could print money over in WWE. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Am I up? Well, considering that Rhodesia took mines, Ishan, I will let you go. I also had Bird Baker (laughs) Fosca. Yep, 100%. Oh, no, for real? You know what that means? That means I should go to the bathroom. I told you to go. Hey, it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. And this is when the editing producer just like shakes his head, like, <laughs> yeah, right. we we're, don't not need live. You. we're not yeah, live, we're not live. No, we, can no, we don't, no, no, we're gonna keep all this in each time. We appreciate right, your, yeah, we're gonna appreciate your efforts. No, we're keeping all this in, pals. When she gets back, she gets back. It's all good. So, who you got, Ishan? Uh, who you got, male or female for female? Hey, so it's, it's a great thing because, um, I actually thought I was gonna interject a female, I didn't actually know we we're doing females. I was going to tell you I had a female. So it's, it's okay. great that I actually had thought of one. Um, but I'm going to do Trey Jade for Bailey. She's a, she's a champion. She's a champion. Can't do it. Remember, I don't count TBS as a champion. Too bad. It doesn't count. Do another one. So you got Bailey as one. So you got Bailey already as one. Who would she be switched to to make both companies better? And I would love after you pick who are you're picking AEW. You got to give me your thoughts on Bailey and AEW. I guess I go DMD as well. Okay, okay. Because the reason I wanted to go Jade is because I think that she, well, like her under the bright lights of the WWE product and the machine. That's a no brainer. No brainer, man. Man, like no you know, and then in, th- in addition to that. Like for me, like one of her biggest things is, you know, her entering work. I think she has so many more women to work with and they probably can send her down to the PC. She can do her thing there. I think it'd just be yep. a huge benefit for her. Um, because mm-hmm. sky's, sky's limit. Um, as far as Bailey going to AEW, I think Yeah, that that's an interesting one. Because for me, I think that what what's one of the things that AEW lacks on the women's side is right, is just competent, exciting women wrestlers. Right. You got okay. Jamie's doing a great job. 
Um, you know, in, in uh, Sakura, um, yeah, she can go in a ring, right? Um, but I think that they need another woman there that can not only go in a ring but also bring personality. That's why Britt is on the show every week, right? She's not just the face of one of the faces of the women's division. She's one of the faces of the company. Like she has presence, she has promo. They need another woman like that on that roster. I think if you were to trade DMD and Bailey, it'd be a nice swap. Bailey can now be a face of the company, a face of the division, and, and see. And DMD's great in the ring. I don't, I'm not gonna take that back. She's good in the ring. I think Bailey's great. I feel like a lot of the other women on the roster can learn from her in the ring. She can help make them better. And I think that's definitely what they need. It's just more competent, great wrestlers to kind of bring the rest of the division up with her. So for me, I think that'd be a, a, a great move. Okay. So Radiza, he he took he first tried to pick Jade once again, not ever paying attention. It's like no, she's a champion. <laughs> oh my god, he can't do it. Yeah, and he, he's I, trying I don't to consider fight. TBS a yeah, champion. Look, yeah, I don't. And I don't he's trying to fight by saying yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a championship. What? Yeah. Wow. So you end up oh going Bailey, Bailey for Britt. Uh, all right, he, take us back to back, man. Who's your male? Who's your male for male? So I'm trading Wardlow to WWE, and I'm okay. taking back Dolph Ziggler. Wow, Dolph Ziggler in AEW. I'm taking Dolph Ziggler because okay. for me, uh, you know, like I was a big Dolph Ziggler fan. Like as soon as he made mm-hmm. the, so, you know, he had been in WWE for a, a couple times actually. I, I didn't remember him being uh, Chavo's, uh, like, um, what is it, uh, golf guy? Do you remember that? Yeah. When he, yeah. Like I, I did, I didn't remember him, but I, I do remember he had some kind of, I forget what you call the, the. The person that helps the golfer. I forget what they call yeah, that guy. The but, caddy, because that was after a spirit squad. Caddy, caddy. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I I I forgot about that. But of course I remember from Spirit Squad. But when he came back as Dolph Ziggler, I was like, oh yeah, this dude, he's it. Like for me, I was like, oh, this guy's the next Shawn Michaels. He's the next Shawn Michaels. And then all of a sudden, you know, he became like just somebody you just don't care about anymore. Right. You knew that no matter what he did, he's gonna lose. I lost all faith in him. Um and the one thing I wish he would have did at some point, like Cody did, is he, I wish he would have bet on himself and left that company to revitalize his career. Uh, I think he could have went somewhere else, the Indies, mm-hmm. wherever, and just kind of, you know, made a bigger name from outside of the company. Maybe come up with a new gimmick, learn a new hole, like Jim Ross would say. I think if you go to AEW, I think it'd be a clean, fresh start for him. And I think AEW needs more superstars because he carries himself like a superstar. He looks like a superstar. And not only that, he can teach some of these guys the main event wrestling style. I think that's solely what the AEW misses is that they don't have guys that truly know how to work that main event style. I think he can teach so many guys just being in the ring with them. Uh, I think he can bring it on the mic. I think he would be revitalized because he's a funny guy. He's a comedian as well. So I think to him being able to ad-lib and write his own promos, I think he'd be a huge asset to that company. And again, same thing I was saying about Jay when I was trying to get her traded. I think Warlow would <laughs> truly benefit from being in the WWE machine um, more so than he is the AEW. I mean, he has the look. He has everything. I love the hair, the haircut he has right now. I think it'd be a phenomenal if he had that machine behind him. And I think he'll accelerate more in the ring as well. Cool. Okay. Good stuff. Where is it? What you got? I don't want to take yours. So you want to go? I don't think you're going to take mine. Okay. So. We'll see. I, have I mean, three, if we're, we're locked that's pretty good. Yeah. I have three guys that I, that was leaving, that's leaving AEW. 
Ishan took one. I think you're going to take this second one. So I'm going to go with my third choice. No, I want I you no, be, no. Your job, I don't care. Your job is to make both promotions better. So I want to hear your best. Yeah, no, no. These no, both of these okay. are back to back to back. Cool. So then, cool, cool, cool. who I will be sending from AEW, I will be sending Jungle Boy. It's a really good and who, one. It's yep, underrated. And, yep. And who I will be sending over from WWE again? That one was very hard. <laughs> God, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Ricochet. Mm. And I'll tell you who I was going to say after you go. Well, mine's a combination of both of yours. I have Warlow for Ricochet. <laughs> sure do. Warlow, of course, is, is ready-made for the WWE machine over there. Ricochet is somebody that you can put the TNT title on and say go. And he is going to have the best match every single week, bar none, on that show, without fail. I think both of them would raise their stock if they would make that flip. And I think both companies would be better if we made that flip. Mm-hmm. So so you went with um, who? Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. So then, mm-hmm. yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Um, so with Jungle Boy, I could just see him again being, I'm looking at the money aspect of it. That character over there. I know that we're trying to get him to be Jack Perry, but over the WWE, they will probably have him as Jungle Boy. The kids Think about will that just merch. love him. Think about yeah, that they, merch. They, will, boy, love, oh they boy. will love him. Again, he can print money. Print money over there. So that's the reason why. It, the other person would have been Ricky Starks. But I'm just looking purely at the money aspect. Them kids will go crazy over Jungle Boy. That's interesting. I like that. He didn't mention Ricky Starks. I just knew he was going to go over Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. No, I, I kind of went. I, I will go. I'll go Warlow first. If I can do it a second, yeah, I would definitely mm-hmm. pick Ricky mm-hmm. to go over he'll there. Give me one A for you. Yeah, Ricky will be. If, if but I, I like Warlow. I think getting him over into the machine would be, especially what they're doing to him now. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's time to go. So then, so if we did include champions, are we all in agreement that Jade is by far the one in AEW? Absolutely. To go to WWE. Well, Jay going, yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah. who would it be for WWE if everybody was on the board? Another Nobody. champion? Nobody. Yeah, I mean, you could pick a champion. Or or would you stick with who you have? Or would you take one of the champions yeah. from WWE? That wasn't hard on the WWE side. It'd probably still be Asuka. Because the, the champions over one. at WWE, I don't think they would do better over an AEW. I do yeah. want to mention a couple second tier, and this is about to sound really mean. I don't mean to say second tier, but some B card talent that I would do the trade for. Um, I would send Anna J over to WWE for Sonya Deville. Hmm. Okay. I, can I don't see know. That. That's a good trade for for uh, for WWE because honestly, if if I'm WWE and I take Anna, and I, you know I love me some Anna, uh, I send her down to NXT. I send her to NXT. Okay. Part of but WWE you, still, yeah. yeah I, but I'll send it on. I'll send it probably for about a good year, year and a half, maybe two years. Um, let her, you know, get better in the ring and mm-hmm. develop a character. But whereas Sonya, she she's TV ready now. She is like from a promo perspective, you know, from in, in the ring, she's she's competent. Yep. You know, it's probably as, as competent as anybody else on the AEW, AEW roster. I think she would. Be a, a immediate asset to AEW versus you know Anna J will be a continued project, but she can make them a whole lot of money later on. 
Yeah. And what, what would be cool too beautiful. with uh yeah what would be cool with her you pair her with Brit and you got like Mean Girls Part Two. Can you imagine <laughs> them? Oh my no, god! No, I can't. <laughs> they would be so irritating together. Sheesh. Hey, you know what? As you say that, because like you know, you ever notice Anna J? Like her faces, she makes she makes yeah. like these weird faces that she <laughs> makes like so exaggerated. I mean, yeah, you're right. That, that definitely working on, on WWE big screen TV. Mm-hmm. Awesome, good stuff. All right, Radija, take us home with the uh, the beautiful jingle. It's the TFW moment of the week. No sound effect this week, so I'm still trying to perfect it. So we'll figure Aww. out the voosh, yeah next week. My TFW moment of the week. If you do not know what TFW moment of the week is, it is anything we deem that we want to shout out wrestling related. Could be a match, could be a promo, could be a sign in the crowd, whatever. If it's wrestling related, it is up for grabs. My TFW moment of the week is Jade hitting her 50 and oh. And more than that, because that is a big deal. So I don't want to discount that. But for her to still have the imagination and to have the crowd as captivated by her as we are at 50 straight wins, I think that speaks to something. Uh, I There's probably not more than a handful that could do that right now in wrestling. She's one of them, so kudos to her. But the big reason why it was my moment of the week was just to see her daughter's reaction to her winning and her daughter overcome with emotion and, and crying and her taking her daughter to the back. That's what this is all about. You know, if you are mm-hmm. a parent to, to see, you know, your kid react that way for something that you did positive, you cannot ask for more than that. So that is my TFW moment of the week. Jade, congrats, 50-0. and 0. Now I'm super excited for her to get that one so we can see her on house shows and see her really start elevating in an in-ring perspective. But shout out to her. Rhodesia, what is your moment of the week? So I'm actually going to cheat because it happened since our last podcast, our third or Friday podcast is the end of the bloodline blow up breakup with Sami Zayn. So again, perfect storytelling. Are you? Stop, um, hold, 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 hold. You can't cut me and off. This I, is my TV. And I try. And I try. Don't do that. Ishan, I, need, do Ishan, that. I need your help here. No, I try not no, to step on anybody's no, moment no, of the week. No, 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 no. We've no, had no. an entire. You, show and about, episode. No, we messing up the whole end credits at this point by you debating but we're me not. and my topic no, right now. He's trying no, to take I'm care of it. Who's bringing that. it right? I'm, no, you can't. It's not. It didn't even happen this week. You can't. It did. It's called. It happened. It did not. It happened on it Saturday. Happened, it happened. It happened, happened on Saturday. Happened in the last. Happened on days. Saturday. Happened. It's my TFW moment of the week. Thank Your you. Your TFW so, yeah. moment of the week is absolute trash. Capital T, capital R, capital A, capital S, capital H. And then what you did in the bathroom just now. I did. <laughs> that is what I think about you picking something that we talked for 30 minutes on no, last Saturday. Not, but I even said that we didn't have a TFW moment of the week on that show, that on that live insane. stream. So no. That is nope. insanity. Nope. You're right, going to, um, next time, next time, next time you're going to call up to the TFW podcast and apologize to the breakfast club. That's what you're going to do next time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, I alluded to earlier, my um my moment of the week is uh Cody's promo. Um it was a motion, it was an awesome promo because for me, I said I'm a super Cody fan and I want to see him do well. Um, you know, everyone is in love with Sammy, right? We're all rooting behind Sammy. And so I was worried that on Raw, him coming out, that he wouldn't get that reaction, but he got that reaction. Like the crowd was 
definitely behind him. He cut a great returning promo. He came back like the returning hero that he is. Um, kudos to Cody. I'm glad you're back, baby. Let's run this all the way to WrestleMania. Let's get that that win for the family. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, hey, they still family, man, because Brandy from uh, Brandy Rose is from Michigan. So, hey, let's throw up the cricket eye. Yeah, Rhodesia went to uh, high school with her uh, sister or something like that, right? Oh, cousins, but... <laughs> hey, it's all family. Hey, let's bring it back, family. Let's get to Mania. Let's get this dub. Cody, let's go. Another successful podcast in the books. Hey, do me a favor. Spread the word on the pod. Let your friends know. Tell your friends' friends about us. If you enjoy us, what you do, if you're still listening to us, let us know. Leave a five-star review if you could and a written review. That helps us, of course, in the rankings on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, all that kind of good stuff. But spread the word and let everybody know. Hey, you got a new podcast you enjoy? It is TFW That's Freaking Wrestling. Also, give us a follow on Twitter at That's FNW. And we do have YouTube and big, big news. Full episodes are coming very, very soon to YouTube, which is a big, big deal. So subscribe there uh, at That's Freaking Wrestling. So when that starts up, you'll be able to watch us in all of our glory for the entire hour and 40 minutes that we go, it seems like, every single week. So, as always, thank you guys for listening and watching. We'll talk to you next week.